Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 35 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials in the week of February the 6th to February the 12th, covering John chapters 2 to chapter 4 and today we're going to continue with chapter 2, maybe go into chapter 3 a bit, we'll see how we go. Um, so we had just left off yesterday talking about the miracle of the uh, turning the water into wine. But yet we haven't uh, spoken about just the ending of this miracle. So we spoke about how we don't know exactly when the water turned into wine. Was it before the water was poured from the vessels that the Saviour asked them to be put in? Uh, was it before? Um, was it as they poured? Um, we don't know. But... What we do know is that uh, not only was this water turned into wine, but um, in verse 10, when the governor of the feast tasted this wine, um, it says, uh, And saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, that when, that when then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Um, so that's fascinating, I thought, uh, the fact that... Um, he is. Uh, he he makes it clear that the wine that's just been given is of a better quality, is um, of a clearer, a, a clearer, and it was clearly a better quality. So whatever the savior had done, he had also produced not just wine but very good quality wine as well. Um, so this was kind of the beginning. Uh, of the the Savior's ministry, it says in verse eleven, the beginning of miracles. Jesus uh, did in, did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. So notice here. I mean, we often forget that there are disciples of Jesus with him at this time. We more focus on Jesus and his mother, and the servants that his mother speaks to, and the governor. But the Saviour also had, like I say, the, uh, some disciples with him. And these disciples were also affected by this miracle and saw, uh, and their faith was strengthened. Um, so, moving on, uh, we get into uh, the rest of chapter 2. And this is um, an episode of him uh, cleansing the temple. Now, before we continue, I just want to point out that we will probably talk about this event in more detail uh, later on. In John, uh, he has the event of Jesus cleansing the temple at the beginning of his ministry right now, um, whereas the other synoptic gospels that speak of this event have it in the last week of his ministry uh, before uh, his atonement. So we're not 100% sure. Scholars don't think that there was two episodes, but they just have them at different times uh, in John and then in the other gospels. So we're not sure, but... What I do want to point out is what Jesus says at the end of this. So I'm not going to focus too much on the cleansing itself, other than the fact that, you know, what Jesus says about the temple and how he relates relates it to his body, which I'll talk about in a moment, I think is fascinating when you think about how Jesus can cleanse our temples, can cleanse our inner vessels, um, and he does so with firm and concise action i think that this whole thing with jesus uh doing so in inverted commas with anger um i don't i think that what is clear is that he does it with clear force not 
force that hurts or damages other people, but with a clear uh, goal and a clear intention to remove these things out of his father's house. Um, because, of course, they were not just selling these um, animals for worship, but they were doing so with the intention to make profit. Uh, and I think that is um, what the issue that was that was here. But um, in verse 18, uh, verse 18, it says, Then answered the Jews that, and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto, the, unto us, seeing that, that, that thou doest these things? So basically, they're asking him, well, what authority do you have to cast out these people from this from within the temple? You know, what's your authority for um, cleansing this temple? And Jesus says um, in verse 19, destroy, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Um, and their response is, of course, oh, this temple's been built for 46 years, and you're going to build it back up in three days. Uh, as in, you know, that makes no sense. They, of course, are thinking very literally in terms of the temple. And in verse 21, John says, but he spake of the temple of his body. Um, so um, we see here that John has clearly had many years after the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus to reflect on the things that he said and realise, perhaps not at the time, uh, but realised afterwards um, that this was what he was speaking of, um, how that a temple can be used as a metaphor for or a parallel to a person's body and how he said in three days he would raise up the, his his temple um so that was uh, that was that so moving on to uh, chapter three then we'll uh, we'll we'll start with chapter three and then we'll just kind of set it up to kind of go more in depth with it tomorrow what happens next in chapter three and chapter four is interesting and i think that what's fascinating for me is how John places these two stories side by side. Um, so, yes, we'll focus on Nicodemus uh, and his kind of questions tomorrow and the next day. And then the couple of days after, towards the end of the week, we will focus on the experience of the woman of Samaria at the well. As we do that, um, and as we dive into these two experiences and consider the questions uh, posed by the Come Follow Me materials about the two separate things, I want to draw a comparison between the two of them and how they are placed Almost, because of course we do have a bit of a inter intermission with John the Baptist uh, between the two. But if you imagine that you know John chapter three and John chapter four are placed side by side, just look at the differences between Nicodemus and between the woman of Samaria. Uh, Nicodemus's background uh, and his actions and his intentions and insights, and also the ultimate outcome with him uh, and the woman of Samaria. And you will find some fascinating similarities and obviously some differences. Um, so Nicodemus is a ruler of the Jews, it says in verse 1. And it says in verse 2, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. So here we see, obviously, that Nicodemus is coming to Jesus by night. And sometimes we kind of attribute this to the fact that Nicodemus may be maybe not have the, the complete faith in the saviour to come to him in the day uh, but i think sometimes we need to cut nicodemus some slack i mean he is you know his whole livelihood is to be a ruler among the jews and so if he goes to jesus and is seen kind of speaking with him and listening uh, intently to him to his answers um, that could spell a lot of trouble for him the fact that he goes to jesus i think should be commended
And of course, um, we do recognize the, the by night and what that probably means for him. Now, of course, you know, it should, it would probably have been better uh, if he went to Jesus, you know, and was happy or, you know, not focusing on the, um, the opinions and thoughts of others. Um, but he does go to Jesus and he asks, um, well, actually, he doesn't ask a question yet, but clearly he's got a question in his heart, which, which Jesus will answer in the next verse. Uh, so we'll come on to that tomorrow. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this time with us today. Uh, please join with us tomorrow as we dive into the experience of Jesus and Nicodemus uh, and we learn some of the messages that we get from this section. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>